What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the MMA Traffic Report. As always, I am your host, CJ. You can find me on CJ MMA. Uh, spell it out. I'm on Twitter. That's about the only place I'm at right now. Uh, there will be more. There will be more coming, but we don't really got time for all that right now. Uh, it's Wednesday. We're three days out from Connor versus Dustin Poirier, UFC 257 going down uh, this weekend. January 23rd is the day, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure what day it is. Uh, but, yeah, Saturday. Oh, man. Uh, we just had Neil Magny versus Michael Chiesa today for a Wednesday card, a Wednesday morning card here in the U.S., early afternoon, and it was fucking great. I was at work all day, and I sat at my desk, and I watched fights. It was pretty fucking great. Uh, super, super impressed with Michael Chiesa. Congratulations on the win. Uh, leading up to the fight, I was actually, I was really leaning with, uh, Neil Magny, I thought that his, uh, I thought he would actually have a little bit better stand-up, and I thought that maybe the length, because Neil's such a long guy, I thought the length might give, uh, Chiesa some issues in the grappling department, but fuck was I wrong, man. Michael Chiesa, uh, it was kind of even for the first two minutes, no one was really pulling away with anything on the stand-up, and then he got a body lock takedown, and it was all Michael Chiesa from there. Uh, Neil Magny definitely had his moments. He was probably winning the third round uh, until about the last minute. And it kind of seems like the, the judges still might have gave him. Uh, I think all three judges scored it 49-46. It should have been a clean sweep across the board. Uh, Michael Chiesa was just too big, too strong, too much for Neil Magny. I don't know if Magny was hurt or anything. I'll, I'll be honest, it wasn't, it wasn't our normal Neil Magny uh, performance. But at the same time, uh, I just feel like I think it was too much Michael Chiesa. He's really found a home for himself at 170. Uh, the RDA win last year was huge. Right around this time last year, he picked up a win. This is first fight back uh, now against number nine, uh, welterweight Mike or uh, Neil Magny. He called out Stephen Thompson after the fight. I actually do not believe he wants that fight. Uh, I don't. I don't know if people understand how well Steven Thompson has become at keeping the fight on his feet. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of guys in the welterweight division that are going to be able to take Steven down and hold him down. Um, so, with that being said, I mean, if that's the fight that happens, that's a great fight for him. Uh, top five guy. Uh, he's now 4-0, Chiesa, at welterweight since moving from 155. And I have no clue how Michael Chiesa used to make 155 with how big he looks now, man. Like, he fills out the 170 weight class. So, again, 155, it blows my mind that he was ever there. Um, if he gets the Wonder Boy fight, like I said, I do think that might be – I think Steven Thompson outclasses him on the feet and will be able to prevent him from getting taken down or at least held down. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that's the fight Chiesa wants quite yet. But at the same time, like I said, congratulations to Mike Chiesa. Uh, probably being number six after this fight. Um, maybe jump up ahead of someone like a Tyrone Woodley who's lost three in a row now, I think. Uh, something like that. Um, there's a lot of other good fights. There's 14 fucking fights today. It was, it was a pretty awesome card. Um, wasn't necessarily a very good day for England. Uh, a lot of their, the UK fighters didn't necessarily have strong showings. 
Um, all in all, though, it was a great card, especially for a Wednesday. Um, and another thing, I don't know how many how many you know people are keeping track of, but I would love to point out the fact that we have now had two successful events so far this year that no one has missed weight. Uh, I would really hate to be the first fighter to miss weight of the year uh, and mess up a UFC card. That would that'd be disappointing. But all right, all that being said. Let's uh, let's talk about our uh, Saturday night's main event: Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. This is a rematch in the making. I think seven years now. I believe their last fight was 2014. Um, also, they were both back at 145. Then it was actually Dustin Poirier's last fight at 145. Uh, after the loss to Conor, he decided to make the move up to 155. Uh, and again, he ran in. He he stubbed his toe in his first fight against Michael Johnson. And then, it, you know, it was smooth sailing for Dustin Poirier. Again, a guy who's really found his home at uh, 155, moving up a weight class, not cutting as much weight, putting that much stress on his body, killing himself to make weight. And, it, again, like I said, it's basically been all uh, all sunshine for Dustin, other than the, the no contest with uh, Alvarez, which he avenged, and then, you know, the Khabib. But 29 other guys have ran into that same buzzsaw, so I just I'm necessarily anything to hang your head on there having a loss to maybe the greatest ever do it at 155 um so this will be connor's first fight back in a year uh we haven't seen him since last year when he uh stopped cowboy cerrone and we know 2020 was supposed to be connor season is what he was saying he was he was back in prime mode he was gonna get up and get running and we were going to see him fight three times in 2020, and then COVID happened and everything else. Get the fuck out of this lane. I hate stupid fucking drivers. But don't get the fuck over when you're fucking merging. You got no reason to be in the fucking slow lane, you fucking retard. Sorry, guys. Anyway, uh, lost my train of thought a little bit. Connor, cowboy, last year, stopped him, what was it, 48 seconds? I think 42 seconds. Big performance, and then COVID hit, and that was the end of... Connor for 2020. Uh, Dustin, man, did Dustin, was, no, yeah, I don't, man, I'm, I'm not, for some reason, I'm not 100% sure when the Khabib fight was, and now I don't know if Dustin went 1-1 one one last year, or if he went 1-0 and last year, because his last fight out was, uh, Dan Hooker, who will be in the co-main event fight, and Michael Chandler, who's making his debut from Bellator, which should be a banger in itself, too. Um, I'm, I'm right with Hooker on there, but let's stay on topic. Um, each coming off a win. Both guys are, I don't, do we actually have Conor ranked in the top five? Listen, if Conor's active fighting, he's a top five fighter. Uh, I don't know if he's a top five welterweight. I think he's a little small for the weight class. I think I think he beats a lot of guys up, but I, I, I might go Kiesa with dominate Conor right now. I'll, I'll tell you that. 100% at 170. Um, when Connor's fighting, I do think he's a top five in the world. He honestly might be the very best besides maybe, you know, a Khabib when he's in front of him. Uh, I don't actually necessarily know because I don't think Connor stays active enough to really know. And, again, we lost to Khabib. We don't see him. And then he gets Cowboy, who's, what, on a three-fight losing streak? Like, what's – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to make of Connor. I hope this whole time he was staying active, he was staying training. Everyone says he was. Uh, you know, he's been 
been in fight camp basically all year is what he said. He looks phenomenal. He looks great, but I think all pressure coming into this fight is on Conor McGregor because when we do go back in the first fight, again, early st- not an early stoppage, but he stopped Dustin, I think, inside a minute 10, something like that. I think it was a, uh, one, uh, 62 seconds, 68 seconds, something like that. Um, that's really hard to repeat. doesn't necessarily matter who you're fighting. I don't think the Jose Aldo fight would be the same for Conor if they were to ever do it again, or they ever would have done it again, especially at 45. Not, I, I don't know, Conor's twice the size of Aldo now that he fights at 135, which is crazy to think. Um, but, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, and you know, Conor, Mystic Mac is back. He said he thinks he beats Dustin inside the first minute, uh, but I, I don't see it happening that way this time. Last time, Conor, the shit-talking was really on point, and he was inside Dustin's head. Dustin wanted to beat the fuck out of Connor. He wanted to hurt him. He wanted to get his hands on him. Couldn't stand the man the last time they were fighting. And now this time, Dustin has matured a lot. He's different, you know, different situation. He's been an interim champion. He's fought for the title. Uh, he's got a family now. He's got, the, you know, his, his foundation. He's just a different person, a different fighter than the first time. Um... That being said, I still think Connor. I still think Connor's the better. The better. Actually, no, I don't. I think Dust is the more well-rounded fighter. I think Dustin shows more uh, variety in his game, the ability to be on the ground. Um, he wrestles more. And again, I mean that's nothing against Connor. Connor just doesn't use offensive wrestling. You've seen the growth in the Khabib fight. Uh, with Connor's grappling. Well, I, I don't necessarily want to say growth because how much have we watched Connor really grapple before then? Uh, the DS submission. Um, he took Max Holloway down because he, I think he tore something in his leg when they fought way back in the day, but that was a super young Max, too, you know? So uh, I I don't know if you want to say improved uh, growth or you're just kind of seeing where Connor's, you know, ground game is, his grappling aspect. Um, and I just think, Dustin, you see it more. You see him. Uh, willing to get into those positions, and so that's why I just think Dustin might be the more, the more well-rounded of the two. But Connor, that left-hand missile that he's got, and I think Connor throws better kicks coming from the karate style. Uh, Connor will spin quite a bit. Sometimes he's on, sometimes he's pretty unorthodox with where the strikes come from and how they come too. Uh, and then there's, you know, there's performances like how we looked against Eddie Alvarez. You know, the man was untouchable that night. So, who who necessarily knows the Conor McGregor we're going to get? Uh, but, like, you never see a bad Conor. Even in his worst performance ever, again, against, at least that we've seen, uh, against Khabib. I guess the DS fight was probably a worst performance because he blew his load in the first round and then he was too tired in the second. Uh, but then, again, you've seen, you've seen the improvements in the second fight where with Diaz, Connor, he, he tired a little bit there in, like, the third, fourth, but he caught a second win, and he was able to hold on to uh, and get a victory there uh, in the fifth. So I'm leaning a lot with Connor here. I think Connor beats him again. But I, I do, I do, and I, I really mean this, I think if Dustin Poirier gets out of the first round, I, I think it almost becomes kind of a coin flip. I'm expecting a lot of pressure out of Connor. I'm expecting just basically a fucking adrenaline dump, you know. 
He's been gone for a year. Last time went so fucking good. Uh, you know, he's talking right now a lot. All eyes are on them. It's a rematch, so on and so forth. I feel like I can list a million fucking things of, like, every factor that's going into this fight. Uh, and I, like I said, I feel all the pressure is on Connor, but I do think we get probably the same result. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it is a TKO or a KO stoppage for McGregor. Uh, I see, if that happens, I see that happening in the first or probably early in the second. I think once we hit midway through round two, if Dustin Poirier is still there, it starts becoming a Dustin Poirier fight. Uh, Dustin wants it to be bloody. He wants, uh, you know, both guys can't hit. That's what he thinks is going to happen. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Connor actually clips him, though, and drops him and puts him down. Um, God, I feel like I'm just fucking rambling right now. So, yeah, let's just let's wrap this up. Uh, I think Dustin is uh, probably the more improved of the two. I think he has the better overall MMA skills, but I think what Connor is good at inside of MMA is going to be too much and overwhelm Dustin, uh, and I see Dustin going to sleep again. So if you guys are betting betting peoples, I would put the, the monies on the Conor McGregor train. Um, and, gosh, I just... If Dustin wins, I I see it happening by a decision or even a submission, I would think. Um, he's got a nasty darts, guys. And for some reason, again, if Connor gets tired, if we get to that point, Connor's sucking wind a little, slows down, Dustin's not going to slow down. Um, Dustin kind of fights pretty even pace throughout. You've seen that in the wars that he has had. Um so, yeah, but like I said, I'm still riding with Connor. That's that's how I expect the fight to go. That's how I expect to see get the win. Um, that's where I would put my money, where I'm going to put money. And we'll see what happens. Um, real quick, co-main event. Talk about this uh, here last two minutes of the trip. Almost at my destination, so we're going to be cutting this one off. Uh Michael Chandler, UFC debut, three-time Bellator champion. He's had some wars over there with uh, the Pitbull brothers. Well, at least the one, the other one stopped him pretty easy. Uh, and then uh, the Eddie Alvarez fights. Uh, he had some good fights with Will Brooks when Will Brooks was prime. Um, but uh, honestly, for a long time, Michael Chandler has been the the class of Bellator MMA. Uh, fighting over that 155. Um, Going to be taking on Dan Hooker, who we talked, uh, we spoke of earlier. We we brought him up with uh, Dustin Poirier because they fought a fucking sick fight last year. Uh, a real war between the two of them. I feel like Poirier and Hooker, they both landed some really good shots on each other. Dustin ended up getting the win. Uh, I thought that was the right call. Um his fight before that was, again, another war with uh, none other than our very own Paul Felder of the commentary team. Uh, and I, in that fight, I thought, you know, I really thought Paul won that one. Uh, but with Hooker taking it, I wasn't upset with the decision. Uh, it was a well-fought, well-earned fight. Um, so now coming back into this one, Hooker's trying to get on the winning track. Uh, Michael Chandler's trying to make himself a name, you know. 
Because the other thing, too, that everyone's been talking about is the Khabib news, that he's looking for something exciting, something spectacular to bring him back. So everyone's trying to to really toss their name in there. And Michael Chandler sees this as a golden opportunity for himself to get there uh, and get himself a title fight inside the UFC. You know, he seems to think he has the tools to be able to beat uh, Dan Hooker. And he seems to think he has the tools to be a Khabib or a Connor or a Dustin Poirier. You know, he said Dan Hooker's name wasn't necessarily on his list on who he was looking at fighting uh, coming into the UFC. But I think Dan Hooker, number six, is who I believe he's ranked right now at uh, lightweight. I think it's a perfect fight for him. I think Hooker's height and uh, reach, his knees, how easy they're going to come to Michael Chandler's chin, uh, I think are going to be a big advantage. Um I'll be honest, guys, I'm not a huge Michael Chandler fan. I I question uh, PED use, steroid use. That guy, he's fucking bulky, man. Uh, he looks like a 2008 fucking Matt Hughes. Uh, just go look at how the bodies are built. I think he might be on some shit. And I wonder if he's still on anything or, you know, with the USADA pool, if things switched up for him. So I don't know if we're going to see the same Michael Chandler that we've seen before. Uh, I'm very interested in seeing him fight. And I'll be honest, too, I'll I'll eat my fucking words, you know, when it comes out Michael Chandler is clean and all that. I, I'm i just telling you from the eye test what I see, what I've known, or how I feel about things, uh, things I've, I've been told from uh, people inside camps, things and whatnot. Uh, again, though, I, I don't have no fucking proof, so don't, don't say that, you know, uh, I, this is a for sure thing. But I am I am questioning that, and I wonder what Michael Chandler is going to look like fighting inside the UFC compared to fighting the Bellator. I I think Dan Hooker stops him. I think he stops the hype train. I think that's what Dana White wants. I think Dana White loves to bring certain guys, certain organization, bring them in, and kind of toss them to not even you know the 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 top of the class, but some guys that are right there. And when they 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 fall short. I think Dana White loves it. I think he's like, yep, fuck Bellator, fuck Pride, fuck, you know, whoever it is, whoever they're coming from. Dana White wants to keep up that the UFC is the best, the best in the world, top class is here, that's who's here, and that's who's going to be here. Um, and with getting a former champion, especially a guy like Michael Chandler, who talks how he does and says some of the stuff he does and how confident he is, I think this is a fight that Dana White, I think, loves secretly. And I'm going to go with Dan Hooker stopping Michael Chandler in this one. Uh, like I said, God, guys, I feel like I fucking just rambled and rambled. Uh, I appreciate you guys stopping in, listening in. I hope you enjoyed it. Kind of a quick show. We're going to keep coming with the quick shows. Uh, hopefully I get more active. I don't want to make any promises. Life's a little hectic right now and whatnot. But they're coming, guys. They're coming. I appreciate you guys coming in, listening, MMA Traffic Report. As always, I am your host, CJ. Uh, you can find me at CJMMA on Twitter. Spell it out. And uh, I hope you guys come back. Enjoy the fights. Make sure you uh, you tune in. Saturday night, uh, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, UFC 257. Have a good one, guys.